Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. During the summer, the runner-up for most interesting team was always going to be Miami. Mike McDaniel's squad down in Miami. And unlike that unmitigated disaster in New York, Miami's season has only gotten more and more interesting. And now they have arguably the most interesting game of the Mike McDee era. It's coming up Sunday. Big Mike and the Cowboys. I guess you can call that Big Mike v. Little Mike. Or Fat Mike v. Skinny Mike. Whatever you want to call it. It is that. But I would never want to do Mike D like that and just call it Big Mike v. Normal Mike. Bottom line, the reason I don't want to do that is there's nothing normal about normal-sized Mike. Nothing. In fact, he might be the most unusual NFL head coach I've ever seen. The most unique NFL head coach I've ever seen. And I mean that in the best possible way. Check out this clip that went viral this week from the in-season hard knocks. This is what Mike McDee said in a full team meeting last week before the Jets game. Yeah, I called some trash plays. That will happen. Just like you'll have bad plays. You know what makes me a man? Is that I don't blink at that nor do I avoid it. I'm going to learn from that You don't get mad. You don't get, you don't get sad. That Okay? We learn lessons. All right, so profanity might not be your bag, and you might not like that, but that is such a great soundbite. Quote, yeah, I called some trash plays. Yeah, that'll happen. But you don't get mad. You don't get sad. F that bleep. We learn lessons. I love that. Now you see why they love that guy. Because who does that? Who stands in front of their entire team and admits to calling trash plays? That's why it's basically impossible not to like this guy. This guy. And he is most of the reason why they're so interesting. I've never seen a head coach like that guy. But what's also really intriguing about Miami is they still have an absolute ton of haters and doubters and critics and BS narratives for a 10-4 team. In fact, I'm not sure I've ever seen a 10-4 team get more heat, more doubt, more skepticism. And of course, it is Tua himself that is attracting, attracting more of that garbage than anybody else. Garbage. Never mind that Tua leads the league in passing yardage. Never mind that he leads the league in completion percentage. The critics are not letting actual facts get in their way of their actual hate or their actual garbage takes. The lava slinger, the lava slinger is not going to let that stop them from slinging their lava or calling this dude fraudulent or leaving him out of the MVB conversation completely or, most of all, acting like the guy can't play and he's worthless without Tyreek Hill. You know, to me, that take was always, always dumb. But it looks really dumb right now after what Tua just did to the Jets without the cheetah, which is why I totally understand why he's getting tired of hearing about it. It showed up again yesterday when he met with the media, even though he tried to play it like he really didn't care. I keep receipts. We all, we all have, have, have a way of how we do things, but like all the narratives about it, I am, yeah, sure. I am only good with Tyreek and I, that you're right. I am, that is the only time I am at my best. Um, you're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I, 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 <laughs> I could care less about it. Like, sure. 
Uh, if Jalen and those guys are not, like, I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be. Like, that's, that's what the narrative needs to be. And we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I really don't. So whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, like, take clips out, out of what I just said. Do, it, do what you need to do. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I like you a lot. I like you as a player. I like you as a guy. But this whole thing, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, sounds to me like you care. It sounds to me like you care a little bit. You know, just a little. Now, I don't blame the dude. And I'm always going to be a fan of spicy Tua. But dude, if you're going to clap back, get your clap back straight. So do you ignore the noise and don't care? Do you not care what anybody says or does or thinks? Or do you care a lot and keep receipts? Because you said both those things. But it can't be both those things. Which is it? You don't give a damn. You don't hear it. It's just noise. Or you're hearing it and you're keeping receipts. Taking receipts. But it doesn't make sense to say, oh, I see it all. I hear it all. And I'm keeping receipts, but I don't give a damn. What? Hey, one more thing, too. Why is everybody going all Robert receipts with it now? Why does anybody go with Bobby keeps receipts? He keeps receipts. He might not keep his job much longer, but he's a guy keeping receipts. Let me tell you something. Bob Sala should be the very last guy keeping receipts right about now. No, that's not right. Actually, John Morant is the last guy who should be keeping receipts right about now. But they both are. And apparently so is Tua. (laughs) What I want to know is, why has keeping the receipts thing become everybody's go-to? Why is everyone emulating Bob Sala right now, considering Bob's receipts are going to blow up in his face? Two of those is different. This is what I don't get. Two is totally different. I mean, obviously, I don't even understand why he still gets those questions. If he wants to use the noise as motivation or fuel, good for him. But if the noise is really that dumb, then why are you paying attention to it? In other words, what I'm saying is pick a lane, man. Pick a lane. Either you don't care or you really care and you keep receipts. Here is some unsolicited advice to a Stop wasting time collecting and boxing receipts and just point to the scoreboard and tell all your haters and never worse to look up at it. You proved your point already. You proved it emphatically against the Jets. The Jets, And you can prove it once again against Dallas this weekend. Why even acknowledge the lava? But if you have to, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Speaking out of both sides of your mouth is not the right way to do it. You know, I'll tell you who's got it. Your coach. Your coach, Mike McDee, knows how to handle this. He knows how you should handle it. He says the best thing that you could do is just tell everybody to bleep off. I gave them the clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, F off. With all due respect. Um, Because all we're focused on is the Dallas Cowboys. Per usual, Whenever anybody says, with all due respect, somebody is about to be disrespected. But he just said, I gave him permission. Tell the media, F off. 
This dude's the best. Respectfully. With all due respect. There's nobody else like him. And to Mike McDee's credit, he's been all over this take for months. He's hated the narrative all season long. He's been going to bat for two of the entire team, including this week. There's some folks who believe that many quarterbacks in this scheme with you as the coach, with Tyreek and Jalen, would excel, would flourish, would be near the top of the passer Raider leading MVP candidate. About to push this podium over. Um, my, my answer to that would, would be who the F cares. Right. So F you and who the F cares. And don't ask questions with some people would have you believe. Just ask the question. I like it every once in a while where a coach or an athlete will say some people, which people, who are these people? Anyway, I think at the end of the day, that is the take, right? Who the bleep cares? Focused on the Cowboys. Tell the people slinging lava to bleep off. You don't need to keep the receipts. You definitely don't need to channel Bob Sala or John Morant. All you have to do, Tua, is point up at the scoreboard. And then come out and dominate that allegedly vaunted Cowboys defense like you dominated that allegedly vaunted Jets defense and then direct them to the scoreboard once again. You know, an allegedly vaunted Cowboy defense fresh off a comprehensive ass-whooping in Buffalo. By the way, we haven't gotten to this yet. You might be curious as to how Jarrah reacted to what's left of his face getting caved in this past weekend. He reacted in a way that only Jarrah can. Here's what he said on his 105.3 Gab session this week about that game. I frankly said to the staff yesterday... You got us in this spot to be as disappointed as we are about the Buffalo spot, about the Buffalo deal, and our loss there. It's your fault because y'all have done such a great job this year getting our team to where we, our fans, everybody have the expectations that we have. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Probably so. Listen, this time don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Grab instead a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. That's my go-to. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. Plus, Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know this family, and I know they take smoked beef extremely seriously so you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried Rough beef in a bag. Nobody. It's like eating an old shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? This dude, honestly, geriatric, that was your reaction. That was your reaction to getting your asses run over by the Bills. A pat on the back for Big Mike. Like, hey, Mike, you know what? It's really your fault. Not your fault that we got embarrassed and hammered, but your fault for doing such an amazing job that you lifted up expectations and then when we got slapped, everybody freaked out because you're doing such a good job. 
I'm sure a Cowboy fan loves that. And by loving that, they think that it's utter bullcrap. It makes no sense whatsoever. Big week for you, Jera. You better hope that your boys show up because we all know the Cowboy narratives. One, they can't beat good teams. Two, they suck on the road. This week, you have to deal with both those things. And you're going to have to deal with a spicy Tua who is, well, talking out of both sides of his mouth, but spicy nonetheless. A spicy Tua fired up by narratives that he says he does not hear or care about, but at the same time is keeping receipts of. A spicy Tua motivated to prove that all this lava flying around is nothing more than hot flying bullcrap. Again, I'm just not exactly sure where Tua was going with that whole taking clips of what he just said and doing what you need to do. Go ahead. Sounds a little juvenile, a little sophomoric. Like, if I were at that presser, I'd probably ask Tua where he was going with that. Because honestly, it would offend me a little bit. I mean, taking clips and doing what you need to do with it? Why don't you all just take your clips and do what you need to do with it? I don't know, that's a bit much. Kind of disrespectful to what we do, especially with Christmas right around the corner. I mean, who in the world would just lift clips of your statement and then use them for their own purposes or drop them into some Christmas music? I mean, who would do something like that? Whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, all the narratives like, about it. Take clips out, out of what I just said. That's what the narrative needs to do. Be. It, do what you need to do. I keep receipts, keep receipts, keep receipts. I am only good with Tyreek. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I'm only as good as, I'm only as good, I'm only as good, I'm only as good for he most allows me to be, allows me to be, allows me to be, allows me to be. I am the worst, the worst, the worst. I don't care. Worst. I am only good with Tyreek. I'm only good when Jalen. I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be. I am the worst football player. I keep receipts. Tyreek, Mostert, Jalen. I am the worst football player. F off. Wow. Who would just take clips and do what they do with them? Oh, I guess we would. Guilty. So I've got to tell you guys about this. The other day, I've come across a product that all of us should be carrying around. It's something totally different for fresh breath. It's an amazing product called Zellman's Minty Mouth. And I'm telling you, it's a game changer. If you're up in the grill with somebody else and you're making your case for whatever it is, make sure your breath is fresh. Zellman's cleans your breath in a way that other mints don't and can't. Because it's not just a mint. It's a functional breath freshener capsule that you swallow. Clinically tested against the toughest offenders like garlic and onions. You just pop two or three in your mouth. You suck the minty coating. Then you swallow the capsule for the confidence of fresh, clean breath. And it lasts for hours. This product is like nothing else you've ever tried. It fights bad breath in your mouth and then it goes right down to your gut. This is the ultimate hack to get rid of coffee, garlic, or smoker's breath. You're going to like having the confidence of long-lasting fresh breath or your money back guaranteed. These folks will give you your money back. Not that you'll want it, but they will. They have free shipping if you order three packs or more. Trust me, you're going to want more, and nobody likes to pay for shipping. Go to Zellman's.com right now. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S.com right now. You'll get 15% off when you use my promo code ROAM. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S dot com. You have to use the code Rome to get your 15% savings. Do it now.
We are joined by Shaka Smart. Shaka, always good to talk to you. Happy holidays, man. What's going on? How are you? I'm great. It's always being. It's always good being on with you, Jim. Shaka, I appreciate you. In fact, the last thing that I want to do, Shaka, is make it about me, especially at the very top of the interview. So let me make it about me. The Rome fam, Shaka, is going to spend the holidays in the Northwoods of Wisconsin for the first time ever. So I need to know, what kind of winter are y'all having? And is this a good decision, or will my Cali ass be regretting it the second I get off that airplane? It's been pretty mild so far. Now, I say that, and the thing about winter up here is it can turn at any moment. So um, it's not too bad. I think if you bring the appropriate clothing, you're going to be just fine. That's it. It's all about preparation. All about preparation. Shaka, that's me. How about you? How is life treating you? For instance, how's your headspace, and how are you going about attacking this chapter of your life? I love it. It's a, it's an awesome time, you know, getting a chance to work with uh, the players that we get to coach every day. One of the things, Jim, I'm trying to do better than ever before is, you know, coaches get so caught up in coaching their team I think coaching your players is not the same. So I'm trying to do a better job coaching our players, um, not that you get away from coaching your team because you got to do that too, uh, than I ever have before. I think that's really interesting. What do you mean by that? Well, the team is the collective, and the team is, you know, you're standing up there in front of the group and you say, hey, this is what we're going to do or this is what we're about or this is how we defend or this is how we score. And you do the same in practice as a group. Uh, but the team is also made up of a very distinct collection of individual guys who have much, much different mindsets from one another, different personalities, different backgrounds. And so I'm trying to spend more time one-on-one with players than I ever have before. And one of the things I'm doing is just scheduling it a lot more. You know, it used to be, you know, you just randomly try to catch a guy here or there, but I'm, I'm trying to be a lot more intentional about it. That was the word I was going to use. You're being very intentional about it. Shaka Smart's joining us. So, Shaka, the team collectively got off to a great start this season. I know conference play did not open the way you would have liked. Providence got you 72-57 Tuesday night. What was your biggest takeaway from that game, and what was your message to your team afterwards? Well, we did not have the type of passion and energy for – winning plays that we normally have. And I'm actually talking about, Jim, after we did something really well. Um, I saw a video. I'm good at stealing things from other coaches. So I saw a video many years ago of Bill Belichick addressing his team, and he was showing his group the passion and energy that they did have on certain nights after winning plays and that they lacked on other nights. And his point was, this is really a good indication of how ready we are to compete at the highest level. And so for us, after the Providence game, I showed our team something very similar. Shaka Smart's joining us. You know, you look at it, that might not have been the outcome you were looking for, but, man, you've had a gauntlet to start the year out of conference, and you guys rose to the challenge. You had ranked opponents like Illinois and Texas. You beat them both. You faced Kansas and Purdue on back-to-back nights at the Maui Invitational. They were the top two teams in the nation. I mean, Shaka, that's a gauntlet. What do you make of the way you guys handled that part of the schedule? And then secondarily, do these games inevitably pay dividends later in the year? They absolutely do pay dividends. I think uh, anytime you go into a tough schedule, number one, it gives you more meaning 
in October and early November before you've even played a game because you know, hey, in a few days we're about to play, you know, fill in the blank, and so we better be ready to go. And so that's one of the reasons I enjoy scheduling uh, really tough opponents. And then you learn so much about yourselves uh, individually as players and coaches and then also as a team. And you're probably not going to come out of a schedule like that completely unscathed. But I'll tell you what, and this has been an an evolution for me, losing, if you can get to a point of absolute 100% acceptance of that loss, can be much more powerful than anything else you experience over the course of a season. All right, so what did you use to do with those losses before you figured out how to get leverage and make use of that loss? Well, I think, you know, I've always tried to get leverage from it. I think it comes down to acceptance. And you and I actually talked about this last time. It's, a, it's not even a basketball or a sports thing. It's a life thing. Acceptance only works if it's 100%. It doesn't work 98%. So whatever it is that happened in life, whether it's a loss, whether it's a job change, whether, you know, whatever it may be, a lot of times the opposite of acceptance, which is resistance, comes in the back door of our minds. So the area where I've tried to evolve is getting first myself, because it has to start with you, and then the team to a point of 100% of acceptance of not just the loss, but all the details that went into it. And then once you can do that, once you can get really close to it and be okay with the fact that it's not going to change, it happened, now you can really learn from it. See, this is why I love talking to you, Shaka, because I know we'll talk ball and I know we'll talk life. Let me talk to you about your senior guard, Tyler Kolak, back running things at the point. Be as objective as possible, but could you make a case that he's, in fact, the best point guard in America? Absolutely. You can make that case, and I could definitely make that case <laughs> as his coach. You would love coaching him, Jim, because he has this mentality of, I don't care who you are, I don't care where you're from. I'm coming at you, and and I'm the ultimate competitor. And he looks like this, you know, New England schoolboy, but he will cut your throat for a basket or for a stop. And that's why we love having him. One of the reasons that he's the best point guard is because he can score and he can pass, he can shoot, and he can score around the basket and finish in really crafty ways. And he's gotten so much better on defense. He's actually turned into a really, really good defender. Shaka, you're right. I love that. I love that. I love that he will cut your throat to get a stop or a basket. Like, can you coach that or can you only recruit that? I think that's 95% makeup. And then I think maybe 5 or 10% the culture of your environment. And, you know, hopefully as a coach, you're able to create an environment that fosters that out of guys. But I, I... I don't care what your culture or your environment is. If you bring in non-competitive guys, you're going to be in trouble. We're talking to Shaka Smart for a couple more moments. Shaka, I love the conference so much. Of course, I don't have to coach in it night in and night out, but it's so interesting to me. Like, Providence gets you guys to open up, so it shows how deep it is. The Big East is absolutely loaded. You've got the defending national champs in UConn. You've got renewed interest in St. John's with Rick Pitino. I mean, you've been a part of some really interesting leagues. Is this shaping up, though, as one of the more intriguing seasons of any conference that you've ever been in? Absolutely. Well, the thing about the Big East that is so fascinating is basketball takes on this incredible importance at all these 11 institutions 
because they don't have big-time football. And so on game night, there is a buzz or an aura around campus and in that arena that you don't necessarily get in some of the Power Five conferences that I've coached in as an assistant coach or a head coach. And then the other thing, and you just mentioned it, is just the depth and the fact that no one is afraid of anyone else. In fact, counting yesterday, last night, and then our game on Tuesday, the three teams that were picked at the top of the league, us, UConn, and Creighton, are all 0-1, one game into the Big East play. Um, now, obviously, we need to do something about that tomorrow night against Georgetown. Listen, though, that's an incredible stat right there. Speaking of Georgetown, before I let you go, it's to me, it's also a coach's league. I mean, yes, it's always going to be about the players, but this is a great coach's league. Georgetown is coached by my guy, Ed Cooley. I love Ed. I understand why he took that challenge on. Where do you come out on Ed as a guy and as a coach? How much respect do you have for him and the way he approaches it? Unbelievable respect for him. And I'll tell you why. They say that the best teams take on the personality of their coach. And that's easier said than done, especially in today's day and age with, with so many different influences on kids. Ed is an expert with that. So any team that he coaches, I mean, he could be coaching racquetball. It doesn't matter. The team's going to take on his personality. And that's a testament to just how much of an identity he has and how powerful his personality is around kids. Uh, I love hearing that from you. So finally, anything about them jump off of their film? What kind of challenges are you expecting from Georgetown? Well, they're feisty. I mean, they're they're a lot like their coach. They they play with a smash-mouth mentality, and they can really, really rebound. So the biggest thing for us is we got to put our uh, hard hat on. You know, our team, and I I think this is true of, of a lot of the teams that I've coached, we're, we're, we have a lot of skill. We've got a lot of athleticism, quickness, uh, but we're never going to be mistaken for a football team. So we're going to have to make sure that we play with a level of extreme toughness to stand up to them. Marquette, 9-3. and three, They're ranked number six in this week's AP poll, and they've got Georgetown tomorrow night. Shaka, really, really appreciate you. I really appreciate the relationship, and great to have you on the show, man. You always make it better. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Enjoy Wisconsin. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Rush to X at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E at haveatake.com. All right, that's it. That is the last beef solicitation of the entire year. We are joined right now by the big head because per usual, T-N-F means B-H-B, I-E. Thursday night football means big head bets. Head before I get there. Dude, stop planting calls to get <laughs> fake reviews of your car wash. <laughs> Cousin Scott's a good guy, man. He sounded good. He helped me out there, getting me some more business there. So, Dude, you're desperate. Stop doing that. That's not fair. That's not accurate. <laughs> That's not transparent. You're going to get caught doing that. You should last, stop doing that. Last regular show of the year. I had to take my shot here, man. Hey, shoot your shot. Shoot yeah. your shot. So that feel pretty good. 
He oh, gave great. you a very good re- re- uh, review. Yeah, I like that, man. We don't look like a $6 million wash, but our results are damn good, and I li- I'm glad he liked it. So. Did, did, do you have a wash called the Epic? Yes. What Epic is the Epic, and how much? It's 12 bucks. I got the Tidal Wave, Pipeline, and Riptide. All surfing stuff. See that? Surfing suds? Playing off that? I see what you did there. All right, well done. All right, so once again, if they're in the area and they want to go, exactly where is surfing suds? 5760 Ward Road, Arvada, Colorado. Um, Jefferson County, man. About 20 minutes from Boulder, 20 minutes from Denver. Do you ever show up to the office? Yes, I do. Uh, certain times, mostly on the weekends, though. I can't run it down during the week. Too busy. But on the weekends, I'll show in. That's a lie. You're up. probably there right now, dude. I bet you do all your jungle work from there. Dude, I thought about building an office up top, but it's pretty damn loud, man. I don't, I don't think I could get through. Right. Yeah. Is there a date for the dog wash yet? Uh, maybe 2025. It's it's built, but I don't think we're going to roll with it for a while. So not, not even next year? <laughs> not even next year. The detailing is too good, man. Of course, of course. All right, so we got a pretty interesting game tonight. Let's get at it. You've got okay. the Saints, who are seven and seven, who actually are pretty disappointing to me. You've got the Rams, who are seven and seven, and they're pretty surprising to me. Both needed badly. Both are still very much in the playoff hunt. What's up? How you feeling about this? And what is the number? Because I just sensed some movement. Yes, it did. It just dropped on DraftKings to Rams favored by three and a half. It had been at four. It keeps going back and forth. But right now, three and a half, the Rams are favored. There is a big head rule. Do, do, in do you mind if tonight. I jump in there? I already hit it at four. Oh. That pisses me off. Have you, have you or did you wait? I haven't hit it yet. No, I have not hit it yet. Of course not. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, big head rule in place tonight. Uh, short week, smart coach v. bad coach. Ride with the smart coach. So, of course, Sam Jackson, I'm riding with Sean McVay and the Rams. We said it Friday, this Rams offense has been a different beast since Kyron Williams has been back, and he actually was slowing down the offense on Sunday via the ass commanders with his two fumbles. But in the last four games, he's been back. 427 yards of offense, 33 points per game. Both would be the best in the NFL this season for any team. And Matthew Stafford, since then, 12 touchdowns, one interception. Lowest rating in any of those games. 103. He is balling out. Um, As for the Saints, a few weeks ago, it seemed like emotional dink and dunk. Derek might be getting benched. I don't think a good game against the ass Giants, um, you know, stops that from happening or the disdain the Saints fans have for him. It seems like a Raider fan right now, too. You got some Derek for me, Alan, at any point? And for that to be the result of all that effort. Hey, this James, yeah. Alan is not this a, is a freaking jukebox. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. He's not a bleeping jukebox, dude. He's not, but I, I need an emotional there. But they're putting in their body just to this see. Is Saints yeah, fan yeah now, James. Watching him play just football. So be there for each other. Dude, he had three touchdowns last week. Against the Giants, though, right? The Saints are not good. The their schedule is weak as hell. They've beaten one team over 500 this season. Their numbers look average. But Saying something is not good is not a take. It's not good, but get to this point here. Their numbers look average, Anytime. but considering they have faced one top 10 scoring offense and two top 10 scoring defenses all season, I don't put a lot of stock in their numbers or them. Not a fan of them, thanks to Dennis freaking Allen. ATS back Dude, to Why McVay. do you hate that guy so much? Oh, he's terrible. So no, I mean, it's per- it sounds Jr. personal, though. It sounds personal to me. I know. I just get on these coaches, and I just cannot until I get my way. And they Until you get go. paid. Yeah, tell I, well, they do make me a lot of how money. How much of it is straight football 
knowledge and football opinion and how much of it is they cost you money at some point and you have not forgiven them. That's funny because both on that one, right? It's not meant like, to be funny. It's an actual question. Oh, both I, on that one. The answer's both on that one okay. because the Saints have That is kind of funny. Under, yeah, because coming into the season, we thought they'd be you yeah. know, the best in the NFC South, and look how bad they are right now. Fair. So, yeah. We did. So we did. then they cost That's a lot of money. That's what I meant by when yeah. I said that they've been disappointing and the Rams have been surprising. You're right. Absolutely. Um, Sean, 9-5-1 and one in regular season games on less than six days rest. Dennis Allen, 1-3 ATS on Thursday nights. L.A. is also 5-0 and ATS in the last five when playing at home via the Saints. Let's ram it and hope for the world's sake we are one game closer to getting what we all want, Jameis. Rams minus four. I just four. think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me. That is something said, the world wants. I yes, agree. It is. He just we told us all to agree. be prepared. Hey, I love how you're like, Sean, Dennis Allen. <laughs> Sean, Dennis Allen. I could have said had, Josh I, you know, I like, Allen. I like that you had a rule that mm-hmm. on a short week with a good coach and a bad coach, go with the good coach. Always go with the good coach, especially when they're you, not traveling too, right? Yeah, that means what, exactly. Dennis Allen ain't going to have his guys ready. Or Pete Carmichael Jr. There's another one. He's Pete terrible. Pete Carmichael Jr. Gosh. Dude, you're too much, man. You're <laughs> on one today. All right, so I mentioned that the Saints are a little disappointing, and obviously to you, they're a lot disappointing. The Rams are a little surprising. The Saints were expecting a lot more from Derek Carr than they're getting. I think everybody expected more from Derek Carr than they're getting. And, and I'm a little surprised by the Rams because they had that tough start, that but then difference. they got healthy. They were left for dead by more than a few people. A number of morons were calling for Sean's head, and now look at them. If they stay healthy, I think they make the playoffs. I don't love the number, especially since it's dropping and I already hit it, which pisses me off. But I think they've got too much firepower. I don't think the Saints can stay with them. It is a short week. They're on the road. I ended up laying the four because I had too many things to do and I wanted to get it in. You know why? Because last week I didn't get down because I forgot and I got burned. So the first thing I did this morning was I hit that thing minus four. And then sure enough, right before you and I start, it's now minus three and a half. And can you help me with this, Head? The half a point matters, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always. Big time. You feel free to elaborate on that or don't. Anyway, well, do you? But I would say on this one, from three to three and a half is a way bigger number oh, yeah, for sure. than for sure. four. So for sure. I was going to say, right. you know what? I was yeah. going to say, I hate the four, mm-hmm. but Vegas knows I hate the four. That's why it's four. Yes. Follow in me my on that. numbers, in my math, it's yeah. five. So I think we're good. Oh, in the yeah. big head system, it's five. It's 5. So we're good. Oh, we're okay, good. Billy Walters, whatever you say. <laughs> Do you have any props or any other additional action for this one? Yeah, last uh, BHB here segment of the year. So let's get a little weird, Brian Wilson. So the Saints and Rams don't uh, get lit up by tight ends, but only the Broncos have given up more touchdowns to tight ends than the Rams and Saints both have. So let's I want to take a chance on a tight end scoring a touchdown tonight. The Saints roll with three tight ends, as we know. Jawan Johnson, Jimmy Graham, Same. and Foster Morrow. Uh, let's uh, go with Foster Morrow, plus 900 to score a touchdown. He had five targets last week, and he's got about close to the same amount of red zone targets as Jawan and Jimmy do on the year. So plus 900 for Foster. Interesting play. Nothing for Kyron because you know the Saints can't stop the run. No, nothing for Kyron right now. If you want something more, maybe bet on the Detroit Pistons to win a basketball game tonight. You can do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to. What's Snap the number? A 24-game yeah. uh, losing streak. I think what, they're going to win. What? Are you going to play that on the money line? 
Uh, yeah, prop. Well, it's one, so it's close, right? So it's a plus one or money line. They're at home, Utah. Uh, are you giving us something to think about, or are you actually going to put your money where your mouth is? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Okay. Go with the Detroit Pistons. All right, I'll do that. I'll hit yeah. that with you. Okay. You got it. All right, so run it back. What are the three plays? Rams minus four. Or I'm sorry, three and a half. You got four. Yeah, you got three and a half. My bad. Foster Morrow plus 900 to score a touchdown, and the Detroit Pistons plus one. To win a basketball game tonight. I like it. Merry Christmas, Head. Great job. Thank you very Happy much. Happy holidays. Thanks, Jim. Enjoy Wisco. Happy holidays, dude. Enjoy Armada. U.S. Cellular wants to help everybody get the gift of connection this holiday season. Already a customer? This applies to you, too, because right now, new and current customers can get any phone, and I mean any phone, for free. Yes, really free. Sounds like it's time to make the switch. Spread holiday cheer far and wide this season with a new phone. Everybody can get the gift of connection at U.S. Cellular. Get any phone free today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. Willie Fritz. Willie, congratulations on getting that gig. Great to have you back. Willie, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's always good to have you on, Willie. So listen, I can't even imagine, but how much of a blur has the last month been between accepting the job, assembling your staff, and jumping right into recruiting with yesterday's start to the early signing period? It's just been a whirlwind. It really has. I, you know, I uh, I was looking at it. I think the last day I had off was uh, last week in July before we started preseason camp. So I'm looking forward to the uh, Christmas break. Uh, we did a good job of catching up with the recruiting here in Houston and, and found a lot of good high school kids and added a few kids from the portal and uh, put a staff together. There's just so many things that you got to take care of when you take a new job. I've obviously been at Tulane for a long time. And, uh, you know, so I got a lot of familiarity with the Houston area. I've coached here before. Sam Houston State and Glenn Junior College. I coached a little bit of high school here as well. So we're just excited about this great opportunity in the Big 12. Willie Fritz is joining us. You know, you answered my next question, at least in part. But I want to say, given the amazing job that you did at Tulane, I'm guessing there were more than a few schools that were interested in you in the past few years. So why was Houston the place that you wanted to lay down some roots and take this challenge on? Well, I've just always recruited the state of Texas. I think the best high school football in the nation happens in Texas. And, you know, I just, uh, with them moving to the, the Big 12, you know, I wanted to Wanted to do it at the highest level, at Power Five level, and and uh, you know just had a lot of familiarity. Know a lot of the high school coaches. I went around one day, and you know I think every high school that I went to, I either had one of my former players or somebody that I knew from when they were at a previous uh, stop or when I was at a previous school. So uh, just a lot of familiarity with you know a great state of Texas. And I also think you winner. You know Coach Sampson showing that in basketball and all. the there's so many sports that have won a lot here. You know, track has been a power forever, and baseball has done extremely well. So uh, we're just very, very excited about the opportunity. Willie Fritz is joining us. Glad you mentioned my guy. I was going to say that, among other things, you're going to share an athletic department with one of my favorite dudes ever, and that's Kelvin. I love Kelvin. I absolutely love the guy. Have you had a chance to sit down, chop it up with him, and compare notes? Yeah, I have. I've talked to him a little bit. I knew him before I took job uh, my, my oldest daughter was involved in sports broadcasting in the Houston Houston area and covered the, the Cougars and whenever he'd come over and 
play at Tulane. I'd go over and talk to him a little bit. It's, it's been neat. I, you know, I've been talking with Kelvin a bunch and, uh, you know, Elvin Hayes. You know, I've gotten to be around him and Carl Lewis. You know, my wife kind of told a funny story. I met Carl and we talked for a few minutes. I introduced him to my wife. He walked away and she goes, he must be pretty important. I said, why do you, why do you say that? She goes, well, you were kind of giddy meeting him. You know, he's a, he's a big deal, you know, nine gold medals. And, you know, so it's, it's neat the, uh, you know, just the energy within the athletic department. It's really positive. Carl is a very big deal, especially in these parts, too, and on this show. We love Carl Lewis. Willie Fritz is joining us. Willie, so you got a lot of things you got to get done. Let me ask you this. Like you're taking over a program that won 12 games as recently as 2021, eight games the following year, only four games this past season. So I'm curious, are you approaching this as a rebuild like you had when you arrived at Tulane, or is this more of a remodel or reset? You know, going to have to see when I get in and work with the players. Uh, they're all very excited. You know, it, it's every program's different when you take it over. This is going to be the sixth time I've taken over a program that's been down somewhat and built it back up again, and every one of them's unique. It's a different challenge. Uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to coming back in January and getting to know the current roster. I, I didn't get a chance to really get to meet those guys very much uh, when I came in because – they were getting finished with the semester. I was out on the road recruiting. So, uh, you know, we're going to see. It's, uh, you know, there's been a – Houston's had a lot of great teams. You know, this is their opportunity to have these great teams at the Power 5 level. That's one of the reasons why I took the job. Talking to Willie Fritz. Willie, I'm curious about building a staff. I mean, that's obviously so critical and one of the first things you have to do. I'm curious what the process is like. Like, naturally, do you take a few with you from where you were? Do you always have a mental list of who you'd like to have if it ever happened? I mean, how do you approach building a staff? Exactly how you just said. You know, I, I brought uh, quite a few guys who were with me at Tulane. They've done a fantastic job for me there, and they'd also have yeah, been with me at some other uh, stops, but... Uh, the other thing you look at is who, who can help you in that in the particular area that you're in. And uh, I've really hit on a bunch of guys that have uh, big-time Texas backgrounds, high school coaching, recruiting, the state, family members. Uh, so that was part of it as well. Let me talk about one guy in particular, Kevin Barbet. He's your offensive coordinator. He comes over actually from Mississippi State. What does he bring to the program, and why was he the guy that you wanted to coordinate the offense? Well, he's a Texas guy. His, his uncle was a longtime Texas high school coach. I think won 317 games, and his family is all coached uh, uh, in the state of Texas. And he's he's coached high school ball in the state of Texas. Done a great job at Central Michigan and also at App State. And uh, you know, just looked at what he was running offensively and meshed with what I like to do. And and I uh, was fortunate enough to get him to come on over. So let me ask you one last thing. If you were to take a step back, like you could have stayed where you were. You were doing an amazing job. You loved it there. Is any of this about, I mean, are you just doing what's natural to you? Or do you think for a second, you know what? I want to climb that second mountain. I want to achieve something different. I need that challenge. I want that challenge. I've got to get up another mountain. Is any of this about that? You really hit it again. I, I uh, you know, I loved it at Tulane. Great institution. Loved the program. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, I've done it at the JUCO level, the Division Two, one AA, Group of Five level, and you know, I wanted to do it at the, at the Power Five level. It was a huge challenge for me, and it was a very, very tough decision. But uh, we're excited about this opportunity, Houston. I, I really think we're we're opening up brand new facilities that are going to be ready in 
July 1st of 2025, and you now they've got a, a tremendous fan base. Everybody's excited about this move into the Big 12, so there's just a lot of positives with the job. It sounds great. It sounds like a great fit, and fit is everything. Willie Fritz is the new head football coach at Houston. Willie, I know you've been going really hard, so when you get a few days off, enjoy that time. I know you will. Great to have you on the show. Congrats, and I'll look for you early next year. Thank you, Jim. Go Cougs. Last beef segment of the year, 1-800-636-8686. We're going to start with the call-in beefs. Let's go to Wisconsin. Susie, good to have you. Susie, what's your beef? Hey there, Jimmer Claus. My beef is with El Nino and these unseasonably high temps because I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas. Just doesn't have the same ring to it. Safe travels to you and your family on Wisconsin. I'm out. On Wisconsin, Jim McClaws. Nice job, Susie. It does not have the same ring. It it does not have the same sound. That was polished. But we know Susie can sing. She has sang for us before. But that was smooth. That was polished. Hit me up. Jim McClaws is here for your beefs. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Youngstown, Ohio. Mark. What's going on, Mark? What's your beef? Hey, I got uh, a beef with, uh, how would you say, the leprechaun, Lucky Charms guy. I mean, how does he even land a gig like this? He had to go to school with Tommy Cutlets or something, like kindergarten or something. And then a little little side beef, a little side of beef tartare, if you will. How could you shake down the Italian pizza owner in the neighborhood? Who's probably been there, I don't know, decades. He's probably second or third generation. This does not make sense. And Nino, God bless you, my brother. You should have told him, you owe me 10000 for wasting my time. That's not a good call. No. You don't like that call. Don't All right, like my man, call. you don't sound call. like some dude that I want to mess with. However inadvertently you messed with the segment and the format. What you want to do, don't take it personally, you want to get in here, get in, get out, set it up, knock it down. Bam, bam, bam. Just give me your beef, knock it down. If you want a side beef or a side beef tartare, like you said, even that's fine. Give me the beef, give me the side beef, get in, get out, bam. Keep the thing moving. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to the ATX. Vince. Good to have you. What's your beef? Romy, K Pasta Romy. Merry Christmas. My beef is with those wannabe clones all next week at the office. Keep saying, see you next year. See you next year. Man, it ain't funny. It ain't original. I'm out. Hook them. Hook them. Vince in the ATX. He gets it. Get your beef off. Keep moving. 1 800 636 8686. Let's go to Baco. Ron in Bakersfield. I love Baco. What's up, Ron? What's your beef? Romy, thanks for the Baco love. Hey, uh, my beef is with the dude that sits down next to you without my permission, whips out his phone and shows you a picture of his most recent hand gash or toe injury or some kind of gross picture. I don't want to see that when I'm sitting at the bar. If you want to show me a photo, show me a picture of your most recent Tinder date. I'm out. (laughs) Boy, I like it. He gets it. Baco. Hey, yo, speaking of Baco, my dude Bryce sent us a box, 
a box of gear and rum. Bryce, shout out, brother. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Dude, we love it. We love it. A gigantic box, my man Bryce. See, Baco brings it, man. Baco brings it. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, Ryan boy. Let's go to Ryan in Sacktown. Oh, Ryan, what's your beef? Hi, Jim. Hey, uh, hopefully in 2024, Baco can get hospitals. But uh, anyways, uh, my beef is with Canadian Christmas music. Snagger, baby. I love it when you talk hockey. Snagger, baby. I'm working on another creepy ATP. Snagger, baby. I'll be on your timeline all night. Ah, that's not- Why, Avi? No. You don't like that car. Why, Alvy? That for him was actually pretty good. Alvy says he ran him for singing, but you didn't run Susie for singing. Of course, Susie's not creepy like Ryan is. Oh, Johnny boy. Oh, Ryan cracking on Baco and saying he hopes that they have hospitals in 2024. I'll give you that, dude. I'll give you that. That, that actually, even though he got run, that was one of his better efforts. I know the bar is not high. Let's go to Wichita, Tom. Good to have you, Tom. What's your beef? My beef is when they hold up a sign that says oil change thirty nine ninety five, and then when you go to pay the bill, they add a $6 shop fee. Put it on the sign. Exactly. Put it on the sign, man. Good job, Tom. That was tight. He said, when I go in there for an oil change... It says thirty nine ninety five. When I go to pay the bill, there's an additional six dollar service charge. Put it on the sign, man. He's right. Just let me know what I'm signing up for. One eight hundred six three six eight six eight six. Banging telephone calls here in California. Could we be a little more specific? Now what the hell, Callie? Andy in California. Andy, what's your beef? Hi, Jim. My beef is for is about people who don't mute TV commercials. Uh, it will improve your life. I've done it for years. You don't hear about side effects. You don't hear stupid jingles. And uh, the only trouble is getting a hold of somebody else's remote when you go to their house. But if you do it responsibly, everybody's happy about it. Have a good New Year. You too, Andy. Happy New Year. That's interesting. It'll make your life better. You don't have to listen to side effects or hear stupid jingles. Mute the commercials. That's different. All right, we're just rolling right through the telephone calls. I have not forgotten about your written beefs. I'll get there. We go to OKC. Hey, Rob, great to have you. You made it in. What's your beef? Hey, long time no talk to Rummy. My beef is uh, I, I'm sad that the Chargers fired Brandon Staley. I wish they would hire him back just so they could fire him again as a Chargers fan. I've been waiting for that to happen. I don't wish that kind of ill will on anybody, but everybody knew that should have happened a long time ago, and it pisses me off it took them so long to do it. That's my beef, Romy. Thank I got you, you dude. That's a strong beef. I, my beef is that they fired him. I want them to hire him back so they can fire him again, and they should have done it sooner. 
Yeah, there were many who thought they would do it after last year's postseason collapse, but they gave him one more shot, and yet the same things just kept happening. They kept finding ways to lose games instead of win games. Now the question is, where do they go? Speculation is resources may not be a factor or an option. In other words, we'll do what we need to do to get who we want. Who do they want? Oh, no way. The Michigan man's name has come up. Of course, there are some new level one violations that aren't actually new at all. Different topic. Why don't we go to Boise? Mike, good to have you. Mike, what's your beef? Yeah, my beef is with my employer. Um, I called out sick one day because my finger's infected, and they want me to go to the doctor and pay a $50 copay just to have a doctor's note. I'm out. Okay. That would kind of suck. Very matter of fact, I got a beef with my employer. I told him my digit was infected. I can't come to work. They said, oh, okay, get a doctor's note. Yeah, but then I have to pay my copay. So, get a doctor's note. That's right. Like, that wasn't even funny. But it doesn't have to be funny. It's just a beef. Let's try San Francisco. Timothy. Timothy, what's your beef? Jim, what's up? What's up, Timothy? Hey, my beef is driving in the mountains, and I get stuck behind people going 15 miles per hour that refuse to use the turnout. I'd be stuck behind them for an hour, man. I got places to go. I'm out. I hear you, dude. Because when you're driving in the mountains, you can't pass. You can't pass. It's too dangerous. And that person in front of you is going too slowly and will not use the turnout. That does suck. I used to get that when I was in Santa Barbara when I went up Highway 154. A lot of that. Let's go to North Carolina. Tommy, Tommy, what's your beef? Hey, Jim Rowe. Uh, my beef is people in the parking lot trying to back in, which is fine if you can back in. But my beef is the people that don't know how to back in. So they, they back in a little bit. It's crooked. They go forward. They back in a little bit more. Still not right. So meanwhile, I'm sitting there waiting. If you don't know how to back in, just park like a normal human being. I'm already in the store. You're still trying to back in. That's my beef. I'm out. It's a good point. Did I ever tell you about that time when I lived in the 818? And I used to go to CPK because it was right down the street. And that's when that place was still a thing. And DJ and I were solo. We didn't have kids yet. Maybe Jake was born. Maybe not. I rolled in there one day. And there's some old lady in her car. But she didn't park her car. And she asked me to park her car. And it took everything I had not to say, ma'am, do I look like the valet? There is no valet here. What do you mean, can I park your car? A geriatric asked me to park her car. And so, of course, I did. And, of course, I kept that, what do I look like, a valet holstered? I did not say that to her. I got in her, I don't even know how she got in. She got into the parking lot but could not get between the lines and asked me, Sonny, Sonny, can you please park my car? Wow. Okay. Okay. I get in her Buick or whatever it was. I park the car. I get out, and she looks at me, and I kid you not, she goes, it's crooked. Ma'am, ma'am, my order is to go, so I need to go. I'm very sorry about that. I'm not going to do it again. Thank God she didn't ask me to back in. She did not tip me. 
she did. I don't even think she thanked me. I think she was upset with the, the service I provided. I did not park it straight enough. How weird is that? Sonny, can you park my car? I, I'm just a patron, ma'am. I'm just trying to get my pizza for the wife and I. Janet's like, you did it, didn't you? Yes, dear, I did. But she told me I did a bad job. So you did it again, right? No, Van Smack is in the house now, Janet. I did not do it again. I should have hit that old lady with a buzzer myself. Anyway, let's go to Los Angeles. Gary in L.A., my man. Gary, what's your beef? Romy, it's a pleasure to talk to a Hall of Famer. My beef as an Uber driver is with my Uber customers. Stop slamming my goddamn door. Whoa, oh, dude, dude. My man, I appreciate you. You don't like that company. I don't like that company. I appreciate you. I appreciate the beef. We don't need a GD blast. My man. I don't even think that he thought that he was doing anything wrong. He was really just hot. I'm an Uber driver. To my customers, stop slamming my GD door. I would imagine that would get old. All right, let's go to Laguna Niguel. Now we're getting somewhere right up the road. Michael in Laguna Niguel. Michael, what's going on? What's your beef? My beef is co-workers scheduling meetings from 9 to 12 PST. I should block that time off. That is sacred gym room jungle time. Don't schedule meetings during that time. Appreciate you, dude. Thank you very much. I'm with you. Do not schedule meetings during 9 to 12 PST. Michael, Laguna Niguel. Let's try Rochester see what's up. John in Rochester. Good to have you, John. What's your beef? Hey, happy holidays, Hall of Famer. Thanks for taking my call. You too, dude. My beef is uh, ever since the JN commercial, now I have a beef with all these other commercials. And the biggest one is the Amazon commercial with the three old ladies on the sled. How about a snowplow at the bottom of the hill ends the commercial? Thank you, Al. My man. All right, John, nice job. Rochester showing up, getting it done. All right, so after we ran that one guy from Youngstown, everybody's done a really nice job of understanding. Get in, get out. Set it up, knock it down. Give me your beef. Keep moving. If you want to say happy holidays, what up, Van Smack, or Merry Christmas, go ahead and do that. Let me just take that moment. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Great to have you. Appreciate you all. I've got tremendous gratitude. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Texas. Terry in Texas. Terry, what's your beef? I got beef with people who talk on speakerphone in public. Nobody cares that your 19-year-old high school dropout daughter is pregnant for the third time in as many years. Either get a headset or save the call in the conversation for the annual Trailer Park Bonfire. Go Bills, War Fat Girls with Pretty Feet. I'm out. Oh, my man. I love the way he, sl- he slipped a few of those things in at the very end. War Fat Girls with Pretty Feet. Fat! With Pretty Feet. Hey, Alvin, is there an alarm for, quote, fat girls with pretty fat. feet? There's an alarm for you. I need it to signify Terry. Is he going to try and slide that one in? Foot, foot, feet, feet, toes, pretty toes, feet, foot, pretty foot, feet, feet, pretty, toes, toes, pretty, foot, feet, feet, toes, toes, foot. Look at Alan. Alan just pulled you, a Alan. quote, fat girl with pretty feet out his ass. 
That's incredible, Alan. Alan is the true Hall of Famer in this building. Foot, foot, feet. He pulled the alarm out is what he did. Foot, foot, Not the actual toes, gal. Toes, foot, Thank you, Alan. Incredible. You can't teach that. So far, we have not gone to the written beefs because the call beefs are really that good. Let's go to Syracuse. And again, I want to make this point. The thing I love about this segment, all 50 participate. These beefs come from all over the country. Syracuse, Edward, great to have you. What's your beef? All right. My beef is with Mother Nature for not having any snow in Wisconsin for the Jim Rome so I can see him snowmobiling. I'm right. Out. Right, dude. You're so right. I got the same beef. My man's upset about that. Hey, hey, Mother Nature, stop disrespecting Jim Rome. He's going to Wisconsin. He needs to snowmobile. And now he's not going to get to. Jim Rome needs to prevent or present IG content. I need it. Mother Nature, I know Rome is not going to push content of a brown Christmas. Come on, man. Good looking out, dude. Things are going so well that even this dude can't jack it up. We go to Parody Larry. Hopefully, he is Beef Larry. Lawrence, what is your beef? Hey, Jim. Happy holidays. My beef is with that tool, Eric in Orlando, who won't admit he has a major crush on the Jaguars' number one fan. Instead, he sits alone at night in his <laughs> famous master bait house while singing, I wish I had a pervin liar wiener, that I'd head out to section 103. That You'll see me hanging out next to Danica and hope to be her next tender Roni. <laughs> Sound the alarm, Rome. Wow, dude. Lawrence, you made me laugh. That worked. <laughs> dude, not only did you make it through the end of the phone call, you made me laugh. That was now and I don't know if I'm laughing because I am so sleep deprived at the end of the year and I'm just kind of punchy and slightly delirious, but that made me laugh. Good job, Lawrence. Way to go. Also, it's because of how hard he went at Eric in Orlando. Good stuff. Let's go to the ATX. It's good to be back in the ATX. John, great to have you. John, what's your hey, beef? Man, smack. John. Yeah, my beef is with those tool bags who fly in their big, fat, winter-heavy jackets and then they insist on putting those fat winter jackets in the luggage bin so where's my carry-on gonna go bag hook them nice job dude i like that like, like he was pissed he was really angry i've got beef with those bags who travel with their big fat heavy jackets ah. And then they get on board and they take them off and they put them in the storage bin. Where's my bag going to go, you bag? I'm one of those guys. Especially me as a California native headed to Wisconsin. I will be that guy. What do you think, Tommy? Let's go to Michigan. I love it. Rob in Michigan. This is one of the best call segments we've had for a while for the beefs. Rob in Michigan. Yo, Rob, what's up? What's your beef? 
Hey, Romy, my beef is with people that insist on calling vegetables veggies. If you're going to say veggies, don't even talk to me. Or I'll be dropping some motorhead in the buck backs. Out. Nice job, Rob. I like it. I like it. That's different. I, I don't know why that's offensive, but that's different. I got a beef with people who call vegetables veggies. War Alvey and his bump axe. Motorhead, right? Alvey gets nice like that. That's how Alvey gets down. Let's go to Carlsbad. Cali, Tyler. Good to have you, Tyler. What's your beef? What up, Jim? I got a beef with those motorcycle guys splitting lanes on the freeway when we're all going like one mile an hour, constantly revving their engine to have you part ways for them to get through. Can't smack, you got to cut that out. I'm out. <laughs> You're right, dude. You're right. So, so let me ask you, are you jealous of those guys because they can? Are you jealous because they're not stuck in the gridlock? Or do you think it's a safety hazard? Or did you just want to blame me? Hey, guys like that, some guys who do that, like, are you one of those people that when you see a hog in your rear view or side view mirror, you move over slightly so they have room to pass? Are you one of those people? I do that. And then if you ride a hog, are you one of those people who acknowledge that when somebody like me does that? That I like. But when you're one of those entitled bags on a hog and you expect us to move on over to clear space for you and then not acknowledge it, that's not cool. 1-800-636-8686. Got to go to the amazing state of Montana. Neiman, Neiman in Montana. What's your beef? What's up, Rome? I haven't lived in the 760 in over 10 years, but still to this day, anytime someone even mutters the term pest control, I got Corky's song stuck in my head for the next three days. Thanks a lot. I'm out. Peace. All right. I guess that's some kind of inside ad campaign in San Diego that he can't shake 10 years after the fact. Sort of broke the hot streak, but not so much that I wouldn't try to get another phone call in. Let's go to Kentucky. Another place I love. Kevin in Kentucky. Kevin, what is your beef? Hey, Jimbo. My beef is uh, people that go to the store in shorts, T-shirt, and flip-flops in 30-degree weather. I'm out. Why? Why does that bother you? What's it to you, dude? Our streak, I think, may have been snapped. Do we try one more? How about Jersey? Let's go to Jersey. Sean in Jersey. Good to have you, Sean. What's your beef? Romeo! Romeo! I never take any receipts, you know, for tax purposes. 50 grand under the table for all future appearances. Got that soda jerk? My man, I didn't know it was Sean Stellato. I think now the streak is officially dead, right? I'm looking. Let's try Portland. Ray in Portland. Ray, what is your beef? What's up, Rom? Hey, I got a beef with high school basketball players not tucking in their jerseys. It's a big problem. They want it half-tucked. They want the tag out. They want to curl their shorts over. It's an awful look uniformity I'm out uniformity are you a ref dude are you a ref let's get some written beefs in here 
This says, my beef is. You got me addicted to the beef. That stuff is good. Kelly C., would I be talking about it every single day if it wasn't great? Rome, I have beef with that fat stalker from the North Pole. Dude spies on us when we're sleeping, breaks into our house at night to steal our food, stuffs trinkets into our socks, and has us on some kind of list. Santa is so pervy, it would not surprise me if he skipped his flight this Christmas Eve to grind on some co-eds. Spent some time with Mrs. Claus and the elves. Vince in Illinois. Hi, Jim. My beef is with these clones who address you as a name other than Jim, Jimmy, or Rome. They act like they're your old pal from third grade. Please call Jim, Jim. Thanks, Ron in the ATL. Ron, it doesn't bother me. So if it doesn't bother me, it shouldn't bother you. Hey, Rome, I got a beef with Stafford's old lady. She comes out hot, blowing players up. Now she's a church mouse. Do better, wives. Hunter and the 360. They say, like, sir to him and shit. He's like. I, I don't know. I thought that was actually a very funny line. They say, like, sir like, to him sir to and him believe. He's like, no, no, no. We're on the same level here. No, no, no. We're on the same level here. By the way, she's got a much better rap than he does. She's way more interesting than he is. Hey, Jim, I have a beef with guys that have multiple bumper stickers on their car pimping the same thing. Hey, Raider fan, you don't need five Raider Nation stickers on your broke-down rig to let us know that you're a degenerate. We see your expired license plate tags and spray-painted bumper. We already know. Mark in Denver. Dear Jim, my beef is with my dad. Not sure why he feels the need to wake me up early during the two weeks that I get off from school for the holidays. Hey, Dad, sorry, not sorry. You have to work and be a responsible adult. Let me sleep. Addison in Houston. I love that. That is great, dude. First of all, I love that we have somebody in school that's checking out the show, and I love that they're on pop. One of my kids hit me with that once. I can't remember which one it was, Jake or Logan. And I'm like, yo, man, is it too much to ask? Can you get your ass out of bed before 11? And then they actually had the gall to hit me back with, yo, Pop, I think you probably remember how it was back then. I think you probably were that way back then. In effect, hitting me with, hey, Dad, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, you have to work and be a responsible adult. Let me sleep. How many of you parents have kids home from college right now that are pulling that? They stay out till 2, they stay out till 3, they sleep till 1 p.m., any of that going on? Now, Logues did not do that because Logues hit the mountain this morning. Otherwise, Logues would have done that. Let's see here, at Armin Armadillo, my beef is with people who pat your back after they give you a hug. It's superfluous and redundant. I'm cool with just a hug. Come on. Merry Christmas, dude. Dude, come on, man, with the big words. Don't do that. Like Jimmy Butler would say, don't do that. And come on, man. Don't say that. Supliferous? Redundant? Don't do that, man. What the hell does that mean? Don't do that. This guy writes, my beef is with hammered coworker. 
at the company Christmas party. Dude is bad at his job and worse at handling an open bar. Stop hitting on everybody's wife. Stop scream singing along to each song. Wore the Bulls never hanging a fake banner. Jimmy K in Illinois. Well done. I like that. Snags. My beef is with over-the-top Christmas spirit car guy. We all know what time of year it is. There's absolutely no need to put a red fuzzy ball on your grill and add antlers to your windows. Dial it back a notch. Your rig is meant to drive, not decorate. War Eagle. Clubber in HB. JPR. Since we're talking about overused sayings, I have a beef with the overuse of the word textbook by announcers when describing a good play. I never read about 4-3 defenses and spread offenses in any textbook. Not to mention, some of these players never willingly opened a textbook. So please stop. Jeff C and NC. I like it. Hey, Jim, my beef is that my kid will play Fortnite uninterrupted for hours. The moment my wife and I close the door to, quote, rap presence, a.k.a. wrestle, the kid is at the door yelling, why is the door locked? What are you doing in there? I think he's old enough that I just tell him that we're making a baby for Christmas. Greg T in Oakland. Nice job, G. That's why you're a G, G. Hey, Romy, my beef is with that piece of hair on my bar of soap that I can't get off. It keeps sliding to the other side. <laughs> Scott in Green Bay. Where are we at? 29 after. Tommy, did you lose track of the clock? My beef is with the Lakers overreacting to winning the NBA in-season Intramurals tournament, similar to the way Cindy from the Brady Bunch overreacted to getting hit in the face with that football. <laughs> Joseph, you troll. A Brady Bunch nation, don't bite. Don't take the cheese. Let's see what else we got here quickly. Let's go through a few phone calls and then wrap it. Let's go to Pismo Beach. Rich in Pismo Beach. What's going on, Rich? What's your beef? Oh, Jim, this is awesome. First time, 35 years. I just want to say I love this segment. I can't stop laughing. Okay, here's my beef. Bakos and Fresnos coming here to, to my beach on Fridays, running stop signs, running red lights, take their dogs to my beach, dogs crap on my beach. Then they, put the, they throw sand over the crap and or the other 50%, pick up the, sand, pick up the crap, with a doggy bag, and then they leave the doggy bag on my beach. That's my beef, Jim. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, dude, so much. That was not rapid fire, but I'm going to walk off on that. That was so good. Hey, Bakos and Fresnos, stop coming to my beach. That was a funny segment. 